0: Hi and welcome to Wellness with Lana. I'm Lana, your wellness bestie. here to discuss everything from nutrition and fitness to mental health and fun. Join me every weekend for an episode that is not only informative but can help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, welcome back. I hope you have enjoyed a very good week. Um, I sure have and... Today I wanted to talk about getting help for anything in your life, but specifically I'm going to focus on health and wellness and how it's not a sign of weakness. So if you are Miss or Mr. Independent and you like to do things kind of your own way, then this episode is for you. So before we get into the episode, I'm going to talk about something I'm grateful for and something I'm not so grateful for. So I am very grateful this week for my summer job starting. Um, I just, I love having something to do and it's, you know, fun to, you know, have new co-workers and get away from the house for a bit and, you know, learn new things and be in a different environment. Um, something I'm not grateful for is I've just been dealing with a lot of like, you know, ups and downs regarding my emotions and obviously that's really annoying, but sometimes you have weeks where... Things are getting really up and down and all over the place, so that's always okay. Um, And I wanted to kind of pop on and talk about, you know, getting help for anything is not a sign of weakness because I feel like even now, um, even in our very pro-mental health world, there are still a lot of stigma surrounding getting help. And I think that we definitely need to talk about that more and that it's totally okay. Um, So yeah, let's get on to the episode. So getting help can be for a variety of different reasons. There is literally like a bajillion reasons within the world of why you need to get help. Um, For example, when you're sick, you go to the doctor to get help. Like That's one very clear-cut reason. Um, You know, when you're confused on a subject in school, you go to a friend or a teacher for help. That's a very clear-cut reason, but there are definitely aspects in my life where I tend to struggle with reaching out for help. And I think this can be a combination of, you know, wanting to be independent and wanting to be a perfectionist, but at the same time, I'm a control freak. And I think I already know this, but a lot of people probably listening to the episode are kind of control freaks. And one of the things that kind of manifested itself into that is obviously um, me developing an eating disorder. I was able to control the food that I put in my body and that gave me a sense of joy. Um, And obviously, since that was taken away from me because I was recovering and then obviously my body started retaliating, that kind of control went away. And for a long time, I kind of struggled with who I was, because an eating disorder does become part of your identity or for example like you know if you're over 21 always going out and drinking with your friends and always getting drunk well that pretty much because you're become the fun friend the party friend and getting help for maybe that kind of problem because maybe you're doing that because you feel pressure to fit in or whatever I mean I'm under 21 and do not drink, um, and I'm not planning to, but that's an example for some people who perhaps are in that phase of life um, where they're pressured to go party and do all of these things. But anyway, getting help for anything is not a sign of weakness, and I'm going to keep repeating this sentence because I even today I was literally talking to my mom and I said, I'm really struggling with this because you know, I am the misindependent and I want to kind of do things my way and losing that control is very difficult. I think even like anything, like if anyone switches up my schedule, oh, you know, there's a lot of things going on and I will make sure that I'm not happy with this change. So again, getting help for anything can be literally anything, but I'm going to generally focus on, you know, mental health and fitness and wellness because that's kind of the realm. But obviously like if you're struggling with a subject, you get a tutor for help. It's pretty self-explanatory. But kind of the first, I think, most common sign of help is therapy. So a lot of people look down on therapy, and I still don't know why, because you don't necessarily need to have a mental illness to go through therapy. Um, I think that there's like a stigma where like you need to have a problem to get a therapist. Actually, a lot of people who don't necessarily have big problems they still go to a therapist and talk out their feelings especially if you know you live away from home you don't really have a lot of close friends or close relationships you need someone to vent to and sometimes a therapist is the way to go so therapy um when i started it i kind of learned i mainly started it for my kind of eating disorder but i uncovered a lot of things about myself that i never really noticed Um, And I think that's always really cool to see, like, there's a lot of underlying things that makes me, me. Um, And so obviously, if you want to learn more about yourself, I know a lot of people say like journal to learn more about yourself, but sometimes going through therapy and kind of getting, um, getting like prodded to keep like digging and digging, trying to find like the actual answer to all of your problems, which sounds very dumb. But it's kind of the truth where generally, if you have any kind of problem, like, um, and I'm again, I'm not a licensed professional, but if you have any other problem like depression or an eating disorder or, um, you know, anxiety or social anxiety disorder, those are all things that generally have an underlying issue. Um, and so, I mean, for me, I developed an eating disorder due to perfectionism, due to control, due to um, just all of the things that kind of made me me and always wanting to be misindependent. Um, and that kind of manifested itself into what occurred. Um, but now that I look back on it, like I've noticed like throughout my life, like I always have been a control freak and I've always wanted to be perfect. And, um, during that season of my life, that's literally what it manifested itself into. So therapy, you learn a lot. You might learn that maybe you're really anxious around people because you, I don't know, you had a very bad relationship with your family and friends when you were young. And so it's kind of like trauma. Um, So there's actually a very good book about this that I know um, it's very difficult to get into therapy, especially if you can't afford it. It is very expensive and a lot of insurances don't necessarily cover it or cover even 50%. So um, obviously, if you can't, um, getting self-help books is the best. One of the books that I read is The Body Keeps the Score. So, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma by Bessel van der Kolk. He is an MD. Um, I think this is really good for those of you who have dealt with traumatic situations in your life. Um, For me, I'm lucky that I can very honestly say I haven't necessarily dealt through um, a lot of the trauma that they talk about in the book. Um, But I did deal with some of my own problems that kind of, like, I do still have, like, I think a lot of people with actually eating disorders have like a PTSD where they see someone doing restrictive behaviors or even if you start bringing up calorie counting to me, I get so triggered because it's like a PTSD where I just remember what I did to myself and I am a little bit horrified still. And then um, some other books um, I really like is this isn't necessarily a I guess it's a self-help book, but if you tend to build a lot of, if you're a habitual person like me and you build a lot of good and bad habits, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear is another really good self-help book. Um, It's very simple. I read it once and I'm probably going to reread it this summer because I don't really remember too much of it, but it's like cue, like to build a habit, you need like a cue, an action and a reward. And obviously that's pretty much every habit. So if you have some habits that you want to break, um, that is another kind of way you can help yourself. Um, so yeah, that is kind of like the two books that I have. If you cannot afford therapy, obviously read, educate yourself. Um, and that is one way to really like vent. However, getting help does not necessarily always mean a therapist, um, and this is kind of where I wanted to get into the accountability part. So um, if you are very committed to, you know, trying to get out of your depression or trying to recover from an eating disorder or um, just trying to become a better and healthier version of you, a lot of times you need an accountability partner. You need someone that's going to push you, but that's also going to be like, hey, like maybe you need to slow down. Maybe this is getting obsessive. Maybe this is too much. And I think when... Um, this is like a side story, but when one of my coworkers was talking about losing weight, um, for me for some reason losing weight is not that much of a triggering subject. Um, but I just mentioned, hey, well, like a lot of times to do this, you might need someone to keep you accountable. Um, and to make sure that they're like kind of your um kind of your ruler to make sure it's not going um to the extremes, because that definitely can happen. But if you have like a ruler saying, like, hey, like calm down, you're okay, um, That can definitely help you. So accountability, um, it can help you reaching your goals. It can help you getting out of a rut. And it can help you also from going to extremes and having to like then actually really go to a therapist. So a therapist is a form of accountability, but generally you see a therapist like once a week or once every couple weeks. So you need someone that would be there almost every single day. And I know it's hard for some of you who might not have um, like a lot of close friends, but I've actually noticed that friends aren't the best accountability partners for me because I tend to deal with all of my problems generally at home, like in private, like most people, we all deal with our problems when no one's around. And a lot of times friends might not fully get it or you might need someone a little more mature that will truly understand what you're going through. So... I found that like accountability in my mom, Um, she's a lot older and wiser than me and she really helps me through a lot. Um, And so she was actually like, I kind of say like one of the reasons why I was able to recover so fast is she was helping me and she still helps me a lot. Um, So she has been my accountability for just recovering and trying to become a healthier person um, inside and out, because I think a lot of people, when they talk about becoming healthier, they only think, like, weight loss or something like that. Like, I literally posted a video saying, like, tips to be health, like, you know, you don't need to count calories to be healthy. And I remember, and I actually took down this comment, because I don't, I just don't, like, I, if there's a comment that I don't like, I delete it, okay? Like, there's nothing about it. It's my Instagram account, so I'm going to delete what I want. And, um, someone Commented, well, like calorie counting is the only way you can lose weight, and I really thought about that, and it's actually number one, not necessarily true. There's a lot of other ways you can lose weight, um, but I think if I think our society really has this big spotlight on being healthy means losing weight, and for some people, it's actually gaining weight. Like for me, getting healthy is actually getting to my body's weight that it needs to be at to function normally like normally how a girl a woman my age should function um and obviously being under that led to a wide variety of problems both physical and mental so no healthy does not always necessarily mean losing weight if you yourself are right now at a healthy weight like your doctor says it's great like you look right right now weight is good um, you don't have any health conditions that require you to lose weight, and you're necessarily, you might not be super confident in your body, but you're pretty okay with what it's at, then try being healthier. Obviously, you your body will respond and you'll start looking more toned and whatever, but you don't necessarily need to lose weight to be healthier. So accountability is just, yeah, for me, I find it... A lot of people, like in the fitness industry, talk about getting like if you don't have um, a family member or a friend or a therapist, and for example, you really have a big goal of getting ripped. I mean, my goal is kind of like that, so I can relate to you. But anyway, a lot of people hire personal trainers, and some people even do it online. It's generally cheaper online, just like online therapy is generally cheaper than in person. But that's a great option if you need that accountability. Um, so yeah, being, account- being held accountable for your actions is kind of taking it one step further. And I think it really helps to build confidence. Um, if you've kind of made a lot of promises to yourself and you don't necessarily keep them, like you say, oh, I'll eat healthier, but then you don't even make steps to do that. Or you say like, I'll drink more water or I'll work out or like I'll take a walk for 30 minutes and you don't actually do that, then you're breaking a promise to yourself and you start to lose confidence. But if you have an accountability partner that says, hey, how about we take that walk together? It's only 30 minutes. It's not that bad. Then you say, okay, and then you actually do reach your goals. A lot of times you reach your goals faster. So getting help, um, even if it's accountability and making sure you reach what you want is never a bad thing and literally anyone can benefit from it like even if you are you think your life is perfect do you think your body is perfect everything is great but maybe you struggle with reading a book join a book club then you're really forced to read the book you can't actually could try and pull up spark notes but that's a whole nother story um but i think you know getting accountability can definitely um be difficult for those of you who like to be kind of like me and are independent Um, because at the end of the day you feel a a loss of control when someone is pushing you to do something else you made a promise to yourself whatever promise it could be anything get a 4.0 um you know get toned Obviously, please don't make extreme promises to yourself. Um, I think this is very easy to do. Like, you can say, like, no more sugar for the rest of my life. You're going to break that promise eventually. And then you're going to feel horrible. So make promises to yourself that you can stick to. And then move on from there. Um, And just get accountability. Get pushed to do the right thing. And you will feel a ton better. Now, I'm going to touch a little bit on... A sense of control because I think that a lot of people, specifically in the fitness community, love to do this. So, people in the health and fitness community love control. Okay. There's a reason why there's a lot of people that are able to, you know, manipulate their bodies and eat what they want and, you know, work out how much they want. And that's cool and all until it becomes obsessive. And I think i'm gonna like quickly point out some signs that you're a control freak and i'm generally going to relate this to you know like health and nutrition and fitness um and some red flags to look for because that means that you're kind of a control freak and maybe you need an accountability partner to hold you back from going into extremes or further extremes so senses of control if you are unable to change plans at the last minute because it was not on your planner or your schedule whatever else you put if you like freak out it's okay if you're like oh darn it like i was planning to do this but it's fine i'll go you know have dinner with aunt sarah or something if you freak out like generally freak out whether it's inside or outside or like crying or panicking that means you have a control problem and you're gonna need to find a therapist or a person to help you get through that control problem because honestly i feel like the control problem is the root of like all problems okay um for a lot of things um people either are too controlling or they literally aren't able to control themselves so accountability remember can work both ways um accountability can help you like take control of parts of your life that are really out of control Or it could help you start gaining control over parts of your life. Um, So, yes. Another kind of red flag is if, um, regarding nutrition, if you don't know the nutritional contents of something and you refuse to eat it because you don't know how many grams of protein or how many grams of fat or how many grams of carbs or calories, that also may lead to an eating disorder. So, you might need to get that checked out. But if you feel freaked out from eating something, anything, it literally could be a cookie, it could be a salad, and you don't know the exact contents of that, then you probably have a control problem regarding food and you need an accountability partner to help push you to get outside your comfort zone a little bit because, I'm sorry, one cookie is not going to ruin your fitness progress. Like, literally, like, bodybuilders and Victoria's Secret models eat cookies. Like, Let's be real. And then another kind of sign is if you are unable to switch things up and, you know, do a different... this Now regarding fitness, if you're unable to do a different workout, if you're unable to take a rest day when you're sick, if you are unable to do anything but your regimen, you probably have a control problem and you need an accountability to keep you sane. And I'm saying this and I'm trying to help you so hard because pretty much in all three of these categories, I had problems, okay? I had problems regarding my daily schedule, my daily routine. If I overslept, if I didn't go to sleep on time, if I didn't do this during this time, it was like the end of the world. And it sometimes still is, I'm going to be completely honest, but we're getting through it. We're getting better. We're getting more spontaneous. Another thing, control, food. I feel like like I want to control it, But then again, I know if I do control it, it's going to be bad for me. It's not healthy for me to be overly controlling about what I put in my body. So that's why I generally have my mom help me with, um, you know, like food choices and portions because my body's still learning like what's enough and what's not. So that's that. And then with regarding fitness, I think... Um, I did have like a big problem regarding like control over my fitness and I kind of still am fairly controlling, but um, I was able to really put that to the test when I was told by the doctor I cannot run for a couple months until things align with my body regarding my recovery. This was extremely difficult for me and I literally cried in the car like I had a panic attack because oh my goodness my running is being taken away my fitness routine is being changed it is the end of the world when you really think about it like when I really look back I'm like wait a minute what the doctor told you to stop running and you're scared because the doctor forced you to stop running for a couple months um I'm still not running currently but that's literally on the scale like i'm planning to run when my doctor gives me the green light off i go but if you are unable to take rest days spontaneously if something comes up i don't know you know if someone ends up in the hospital in the family you don't get to do your 6am workout your that is okay that is all right and if you feel like you're really struggling with that then you need to find help it could be literally any kind of help it could be a therapist it could be a friend it could be a family member you need somebody to vent to and you will feel 10 times better this summer i think one of my biggest goals is to try and heal myself from within and i recommend you do the same i think i think these past couple of years was very hard for a lot of people and we can really you can really spend this time this season of summer to really grow and do things that you enjoy and hop Hobbies you enjoy and things like that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. There was a lot. um, But I just hope that, you know, if you do struggle with, you know, a loss of control, if you like to be independent and you find yourself going too far or you're not able to show up to yourself sometimes because sometimes you do need a little cake in the booty. Um, Sometimes, I don't know, if you make a promise, I'm going to work out for five days a week and you only show up two days at the gym. You need an accountability partner to get you to the gym five days a week. Sometimes it could be even Instagram, like even Instagram, like post pictures five days a week that you're at the gym. If you find yourself going to the gym like twice a day and it becomes excessive, find an accountability partner to keep you from going to the gym twice a day. This accountability partner can go both ways. And at the end of the day, you're getting help, but you're also going to have to give up that sense of control. Because someone else is going to be able to kind of take the reins and be like, whoa, slow down or start going faster. So, again, I hope you enjoy this episode. And please, please leave a rating um, on Spotify. And I'm definitely going to get this, all of these episodes on Apple Music. So, or, or, you know, Apple Podcasts. So more people can listen. And, you know, leave a review and follow and If you have any other questions or ideas, feel free to DM me. I'm always open on my Instagram, at wellnesswithlana. I hope you have an amazing weekend, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye-bye.